Hello, and welcome to Not a Couple. It's a Will and Grace podcast. We've done this once before under other shitty circumstances, but we're starting before the theme today because Donald Trump was elected president of the United States. Yeah. Yeah, it was a thing no one really thought was going to happen. Yeah, we actually recorded the original version of the podcast that you're about to listen to beforehand. Yes, so some of the jokes do still joke as if Donald Trump has not been elected president because it just was taking out multiple minutes Mm -hmm. of content. So rather than redo the entire podcast, we decided to kind of split the difference. Yep. So you're getting this little note beforehand, and um, hopefully you can understand it in the spirit which it was intended, which was more excited than you're going to get in the future. Yeah, it's actually, yeah, it's... It it kind of feels like we slipped into the bizarro world version of the multiverse or something, but here comes the episode. We hope that you get a chuckle. We'll probably start posting on social media some, like, cool places you can donate to if Mm -hmm. you want to, but in general, I would like to hope that you guys will take care of yourselves and each other and stay angry. Don't get complacent. Do things. Be active. Because the world sucks, but it will only get better if you don't let it. All right, thanks so much, you guys. Please enjoy this inappropriately giggly episode. Bye. to Not a Couple, a Will and Grace podcast. I'm Tess. And I'm Matthew. And this week we are talking about season two, episode eight. Yep. I'm making hand gestures with my hands, but you can't see them because this is the radio. This, ba-da, 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 ba-da. this episode is called Terms of Employment. Kind of a boring title. Yeah, well, it's kind of a boring episode. Wah, wah, wah. episode Hillary Clinton didn't win the election, it's because you've discovered a historical archive a la The Handmaid's Tale that was found after we fled the country. Yay! Les, yay! Margaret Atwood seems nice. Do you think she'd hang out with us if we lived in Canada? I don't think she <clears> wouldn't <throat> hang out with us. I think we'd have to make some strategic moves to get into her sphere. I don't know where she lives, for one thing. And Toronto. We're, okay, well, and we're only going to have Wi-Fi because we'll be on the run. I mean, I, I feel like once we get to Canada, we can buy a burner phone. Good point. Okay, anyway, so terms of <laughs> employment... Grace asks Will to represent her in a case against a man who ends up hiring Will to work at his law firm. Parentheses, Gregory Hines. That's the guest star. Right. Karen and Jack act in a corporate video about sexual harassment. (laughs) That sounds so much more interesting than this episode actually was. Oh my god, this episode was a little bit like watching paint dry, and it's like kind of an ugly color when it's wet, but then it dries and it's fine, and you're like, hmm. I guess I wouldn't say it's that bad because some of the legal A-plot seems interesting. It's only how it's wrapped up that I didn't really care for. Yeah, I was, I was bored. I'm sorry. Like, th- yeah. this is, like, my, in my opinion, the first official bud we've hit in season two. Mm-hmm. Like, the episode where Will gets fired was kind of bad because Harlan was back, but at least it was funny. Yeah. Like, this episode, I was just like, I don't care. It was really mediocre. And uh, that was kind of disappointing, because I like when we at see Will be a lawyer. Right. Normally, that's a good thing. And, like, there's a couple of jokes in there, mm-hmm. but it's just nothing about it really, like, maybe be like, ah ha 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 That's how Tess laughs. It is how I laugh. 
So, yeah. Yeah, and the B-plot wasn't really satisfying either. Do we want to talk about that first? Yeah, okay. So, the B-plot is this thing where Jack is starring in, like, a corporate sexual harassment video, and he's playing the harasser, and he shows up on set after he, like, brags about it to Will, and, of course. Right. And uh, they're canceling it because the girl didn't show. Right. She's sick. And Jack's like, this is my big break. And the guy's like, well, unless a girl walks in this door in the next minute, we're canceling the shoot, and then Karen walks in. Right, of course. So... Uh, she's like, honey, I can't Staten Island, blah, blah, blah. And so Karen plays the harassed woman in the video. Right. And so the the basically the premise of the video is Jack is playing her co-worker boss. Her boss, yeah. At, and he, uh, she goes, I have this file for you. And he walks across the room, says thank you. And then he's like, oh, you have a piece of fuzz on your shoulder. And then leans in to like make out with her ear. I think that it's supposed to be like him like kissing her ear. But then, like, when Jack does it, he, like, just, like, gloms onto her entire ear. And, and like, clearly sticks his tongue in her ear. And then Karen is, like, literally or- orgasming about it. Yeah. And, like, can't act harassed because she's, like... Right. She's just being, having an orgasm. Being orally pleasured. Mm-hmm. I, I don't and know. And makes me think of the episode <laughs> of Family Guy where um, Meg is having ear sex with the dude or something. There's... I, it's I, a really... It's an early episode. It's a really weird episode. But there's like this, it's like meant to be like the moral plague of like kids having sex, but they're only having ear sex, so it's not as serious. What the fuck is ear sex? It's what it sounds like because it's a cartoon. So they just like stick... Just kind of stick their penis in the ear. Oh. Is the implication. That wouldn't even feel like anything. That wouldn't, no. It's a dumb episode. Yeah, that sounds stupid. It's, just like it's this. It's family guy. You're right. It's stupid. Yeah. So, I mean like, okay. I am a person who has experienced someone licking my ear. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's nice. But, but it's not that nice. It's not that nice. And also, like, I don't know. I wouldn't do it with my friends. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't go up to Matthew and stick my tongue in his ear. You better not, because I would not like that. I mean, maybe if I was drunk, but I'd have to be really drunk. <laughs> yeah, it was It was funny at first. I'll give you that. But the problem <laughs> with the joke is that it's based on the fact that, like, they keep fucking up the movie for right. the film. So they keep doing retakes. And so then every we time have, it's, like, right. 50 takes of this, like... Oh, Mr. Henderson. Or, no, it's Mr. Weckerly. And I remember that because we had a choir teacher named Mrs. Weckerly once upon a time. <laughs> oh, Mr. Weckerly, here is the file. Thank you, Mrs. Whatever the fuck. You have fuzz on your shoulder. Right. 50 uh, times. Right. The thing is, I thought it was going to be, based on Jack and Karen's personalities, I thought she was going to come in and start sexually harassing him. Mm-hmm. And they were going to make her be the sexual harasser. Right. That would have been sort of funny. I would have enjoyed that episode, but instead, at the end, Jack is like, Karen, how dare you mess this up for me? And then she makes out with his ear. I mean, we do get this beautiful scene of her, like, spread eagle across the desk smoking a cigarette because she's <laughs> just so blissed out. But then she makes out with Jack's ear. And then they just kind of go back and forth making out with each other's ears. And I'm just like, what is yeah. going on? Stop it! It just doesn't make sense to me. It just, like, it, for me, like, I understand it was just supposed to be, like, silly. But, like, for me, it kind of, like, crossed that, like, Oh, hilarious gay and girls sometimes touch each other's bodies in, like, a pseudo-sexual yeah. way thing. And went right into, like, this is legit sexual. Right. And, like, and then there's that moment where Jack's like, Karen, keep your boobies away. I'm trying to imagine Matt Damon. And I'm like, <laughs> guys, stop doing this. This is weird. And I don't <laughs> like it. I, the second season has showed a little bit more willingness to play with this idea of Jack and Karen as, like, sexual but not sexual Partners. Right, it's and it's not my favorite look for them. It's not, and I mean, like, it, I feel like there could be ways they could do it where it was funnier, but it just kind of reminds me of that season one episode where, like, 
Jack is a masseuse. Yeah, that was And so Karen weird. was, like, treating him like a prostitute. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, like, whenever they hit the beat where it's, like, Karen is the one receiving physical pleasure from Jack, she generally just, like, takes it to a weird place, I yeah. guess. And it, and then he follows her willingly, and it's it's just very strange. And I don't know. It's just... Yeah. It's a weird combination of things, too, because, like, the reason it's happening is because, like, Jack has gone, like, full method and decided to just stick his tongue in this person's ear because he's right. sexually harassing her. Which, again, weird. Which is sort of funny, but, like... And then also apparently doesn't stop once they're supposed to freeze. Right. But, yeah, it's, like, it's sort of funny. But is it? Like, yeah, I don't know. This, to me, just sort of seems like that thing where, like, you see drunk girls make out with their gay dude friends in bars... But, like, on steroids, mm-hmm. it's like, I don't know. I mean, this is coming for me, someone who has made out with several gay men who I knew were gay at the moment of our making out. But I would also like to reiterate that I typically don't initiate these situations. Mm-hmm. I just kind of am drunk in there, and I'm like, right. kissing is fun. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But there's not really much more to say about that. Yeah, it was just, it was an odd choice for that sexual harassment video to go. Like Matthew said, I would have much preferred having it where... Karen ended up being the harasser and Jack was the harassee and that yeah. would have been pretty funny just because gender roles right. and Karen, but I, right. yeah. But otherwise there wasn't anything else there. Yeah, there just, there wasn't a lot there is the thing. Like, probably the biggest laugh I got out of it was when Jack was bragging to Will about it mm-hmm. and he's like, after the, the success of then he does the Just Jack hands but doesn't say Just Jack, so right. it's kind of funny. Because he thinks that it's so successful that everyone just knows, knows it right away. So, like, that was funny. And then, like, the thing where he's like, oh, I have to borrow, I'm going to be in your closet. I have to look like an uptight straight guy, like, yes. borrowing Will's clothes. But once they got funny. there, it wasn't Right, fun. but, like, once the, the actual B-plot happened, it was like, oh, oh, he stuck his, his tongue in her ear again. Oh, okay. Well. And then there was, like, a just the tip joke, and that was... Odd. I don't know. I'm yeah. like I'm like trying to try and to, I can t- yes, to find are. more in You're, here. And there's, there's nothing else to find. There's we don't nothing have there. to. We don't have to stay here. We there's can, no there there. We can go somewhere else. It's okay. not a better place, but it's something else. Okay, let's go somewhere else then. So um, the the A plan has more promise. Promise, I think. Yes. Um, sort of. Because. It starts off with kind of a familiar situation where Grace comes in and is like, Will, you're a lawyer. I need legal help. And Will has been like sitting on his couch unemployed for a month watching Lifetime movies, which I thought was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. And he's in his underwear at the beginning of the episode. So like he can only, he does. He moves <laughs> right up the corporate ladder again. Right. He was in his underwear eating Fruit Loops watching, what was he watching? Um, That movie with, uh, it's where Kevin Spacey is. Um, what's the Usual Suspects. Yes. He was watching The Usual Suspects. He'd never watched it before. Jack turns it off and ruins the movie for him. Right. I, I think that's funny because I think that's a movie that's like classically like when people want to ruin a movie on TV, they ruin that movie. Right. They're like, but anyways, I'm just about to find out who Kaiser Sose is. It's Kevin Spacey. Click. <laughs> yeah. So that was kind of funny. And then. One thing I did like about this episode um, is that, so going back to the plot of it, basically Will gets brought in to be Grace's lawyer. Yeah. And then he ends up getting a job offer after like basically trying to grill this like head lawyer. Right. Yeah. And then. Like, he ends up getting hired for the job because he is actually a good lawyer. Right. I kind of like that we got that again. Like, it wasn't... Right. It was, like, a reminder after the whole Harlan debacle that Will isn't actually bad at his job. He just made a miscalculation. Right. And so I thought that was kind of nice from a strategic Mm -hmm. point for the show. Like, that they were reminding us that, and they were also, like, he got a corner office, like, he used... 
he like saw his resume basically and like was impressed with his right. lawyering. And it was also very interesting that this guy gives us a little bit of exposition dump that we weren't sure about because we've talked yes. about this a couple times. We're like, did Will work at a law firm? Was he starting his own firm? Like, what was his employment situation? Because he got fired, but it yeah. sounds like he actually started his own law firm. But once he lost all of his clients, he was like, well, I, I can't support this anymore. That was right. my bad. So that was a nice bit bit of explanation yeah. for... And I don't think the show had actually been very consistent about it. Until no. Then. It kind of... The way it sounds is it sort of sounds like Will was in like a situation like the beginning of the Daredevil series where Daredevil and his partner, um, the sexy guy he should be making out with... Yeah, what's Foggy, his name? Foggy. ...have just quit like a big corporate sleazy law firm. To be avocados at law. Right. And it kind of sounds like that, but Will's doing it solo, which yeah. is unlikely, but He's not... He's riding solo. He's riding solo. Does anyone else remember that song? I don't remember anything else in that song. No. Sorry. No one else remembers that song. <laughs> but he's doing it by himself, and so then he fails by himself. You can't just... Doing. You can't dance. We're on a podcast. I can dance just because then you comment on my dancing. I only comment on your dancing because otherwise, this is just completely useless time that we're going to have to cut out. Anyways, so <laughs> basically... so. Will and this guy are having a meeting where he, because essentially this guy hired Grace to do some interior design mm-hmm. and then didn't pay Grace. Right. And, which we'll get into that in a minute because yeah, there's I mean, some stuff. I didn't even get into that now. I think okay. that's, the problem is that that sounds bad. Yeah. And like, it's, he's definitely kind of a jerk about it. But also like, once we get to the point where he's hired Will and right. he's asked Will to finish it off and not give her any money. Right. He's hired Will and he's like, okay, the first thing you're going to do is, is make this lawsuit disappear. Right. When they get to the arbitration room, yes. Grace describes her case, or like Will describes Grace's case, and it's like... It actually sounds like she doesn't have a case. Right. Basically, she was doing his interior design, yep. and then... They had a contract. Right. And so then she the brought con- a bunch of stuff. Right. The contract said very specifically that they had to agree before anything was purchased. Right. And she just bought a lot of stuff that he would like it, and they didn't. Yeah. So then she was mad and wanted reimbursement, but he's like, I'm not reimbursing right. you. Now, it sounds like based on what they actually say, that if Will had been on her side, his legal argument would have been, well, you said you liked the stuff, you made a verbal contract, and you broke the right, verbal contract. Yeah. So, like, it, she may have had a case there, but it just the way it's presented in the episode, it, and then the way that Grace reacts during the arbitration, where she's just kind of, like, throwing out every piece of legal jargon she's yeah. heard on episodes of Law & Order SVU, right. uh, that she just kind of sounds like an idiot. Right. And so it just, like, it doesn't... It doesn't make her sound like as much of an idiot as the episode could have. However. Yes, that's true. It's getting better. There is that moment where um, the person who's not a judge, whose like name I've forgotten, the, the arbitrator, arbitrator. Oh, arbitrator, arbitrator. I don't yeah, know. I think it's arbitrator, even though arbiter would make more sense. I think he's in like, legal I, terms, he's it is like, arbitrator. It's clear that you know a lot of legal terms, Miss Adler, but you've yet to use one correctly. <laughs> so like that was kind of funny, and like then the conclusion is essentially. Even though, like, Grace basically has no case once Will is against her, because he just knows what her case was because right. he was doing it. Right. So he just kind of was like, well, nope. The corporate lawyer guy who hired Will is like, okay, great. Well, now that I know that you have some principles, morality, I, I, I don't even know. It was basically, it was a test to see if he would actually, like, screw over his best friend, and then he couldn't do it. And then this guy was like, great. Great. You're Grace. exactly the lawyer I need. But, like... I was like, but you already hired him. And also, like, why is, why does that make sense? Like, that's what I don't understand. Why does he, as a lawyer, want, not like, why does he want a good person on his staff? But, like, he makes the point, like, I would do that. I would screw right. with my best friend. Like, literally, it sounds like he's hiring Will so that there will be someone with a conscience right. on staff. But, like, there's already a throwaway sign that makes it sound like he's, like, a diversity hire because he's gay. Yeah, so, because, like, like the, 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 him and the boss, who is black, have a right. conversation, um... 
the boss's name is, what is his name? Ben Doucette. Uh, ben Doucette. They have a conversation about how he's being honored at some, like, African-American lawyer thing. Right. And then Will's like, oh, is that being held in the same phone booth where they hold the, like, gay lawyer things? And right, he's right. like, ha, 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 ha. Right. But it kind of sounds like he's also, like, a diversity hire from, like, a having a conscience perspective. Yeah. Which is kind of clever, because it probably means that they're going to come into conflict and it's a good setup. But also, like, it's not very realistic. Right. I don't... It's especially because he'd already hired Will. Like, I... He wasn't a conscience hired to, I don't know. It was weird. And then... Like, if anything, him taking the job should have been a sign... Like, should have been more of the test. Like... Right. The test should have been, like, will you take this job if it means that you have to get rid of your best friend? Then Will should have said no, and he's like, great, you have the job. Right. And I mean, like, Will and Grace kind of talk about it very briefly. She's like, you can't take this job. You... What about me? And he's like, no, but if I take the job, then I can make sure that you get the money. And then they go, you have a job, <laughs> you have a job. And yeah. like, that's fine, but then it isn't the case. I don't know. It just like, there was a moral dilemma in the episode, but it was like generally not really one because it was like immediately resolved both times right. it got brought up. So I will say this is for an episode of How Is Grace Adler Still Employed? <laughs> she does conduct herself fairly well here because when she's, okay, she brings in a lawyer who's smarter than her in this particular matter to handle it. Yeah, but, except that when she has to go up against that lawyer, she represents herself. Okay, that part's a bad move. But, okay, but let me finish. She brings in the lawyer. Then when she finds out that the lawyer has an offer, she makes the smart strategic move to try to win her case. Mm-hmm. Then she doesn't admittedly get a lawyer. But when she she tries her best, and when she realizes that her legal arguments are nonsense, she makes an impassioned plea for the mercy of the court. Now, to be fair, there isn't a court or a bench or a judge or a jury. And she also uh, tried to bribe the arbitrator. Yes, she did. With a very nice picnic lunch. But her actions do match her skill sets, sort of. I don't know. I just personally, I think this is not a great episode for Grace. Like, she started off pretty good being like, logically, I know I need a lawyer. Help. And then she just kind of is crazy and spins out and it's I'm kind of getting bored of that to be fair is Grace the character that comes off the least bad in this episode you know what honestly I think the character that comes off the least bad in this episode is Rosario because she's not in it (laughs) (laughs) not a great episode for anyone fair fair point (laughs) I just mean like there's just a lot of things about this new like Will is employed thing that like I'm fine with because obviously for him to stay in like the socioeconomic status that he clearly needs to be in for the show to continue as it's continuing he needed to get a job like that unemployment thing really couldn't last for more than a few episodes you can really only be unemployed as a lawyer for so long I imagine because it is such a field you know like you have to like do cases and try things or work as a brewery tour guide right you know. <laughs> Whatever works. Whatever works. Um, but, so, I don't know. Yeah. Like, there are just so many weird bits in this episode that, like, just, I didn't understand why they chose that. Yeah. Like, this uh, Ben Doucette big lawyer guy is supposed to be super intimidating and scary, and, like... He, I kind of like that a little bit. Yeah, but then, like, his big intimidation tactic, which Will calls him on, is he just sits there cracking walnuts, like, while he talks to people, and then he doesn't even eat them. It's not... <laughs> I don't like to eat them. I just like to crush them. I kind of, I liked it a little bit because it kind of, it did two things. It made him a more reasonable character so that you think he's totally going to like Grace off the hook. But also I liked that they kind of lampshaded the fact that he was supposed to be intimidating. Like Will's like, oh, well, I heard you were this big shot lawyer, but clearly you're nothing. You're just 
posturing. You know what I mean? Right. I think a lot of his actual intimidation is that he's really smart. Right. And he knows how to make people feel intimidated without being intimidated. That's very true, because he immediately clocks Will and Grace's relationship. Like, without even, like, two seconds in the room with him, he's like, great, you're gay, and she is your friend, Mm -hmm. and uh, la la la, and then... actually being set up as a very interesting character, and I kind of hope he comes back at least once or twice. Um, If nothing else... It's really nice when a sitcom has a intelligent character on the show. That is true. And this guy is very clearly smart. Mm-hmm. Intelligent characters really bring like a fun vibrance to the show because they mostly end up just pointing out how stupid the protagonists are. You know? Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. So, yeah. I don't know, dudes. Like, this episode was like, it was fine, I guess. Mm-hmm. I just, it was okay. I mean, we're eight episodes into the season. Not every episode's going to be amazing. I just, but eight is my favorite number. Sorry. I can't help you with that. What was the eighth episode last season? I think it was bad. Season one had some had some uh, sad, bad, mad, angry, mad, feeling, sad. You can't just quote Crazy's Girlfriend lyrics whenever you get if flabbergasted. This, if this episode was boring to you, might I suggest that you watch Crazy Ex-Girlfriend because mm-hmm. it's an amazing show. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening this week. Yeah. You can find us on Twitter at Show. On Tumblr at notacouplepodcast.tumblr.com. On Gmail at notacouplepodcast at gmail.com. Or find us where we post the show on Mixcloud or our show notes on Medium. Yay, Medium. The show notes are really good. I highly recommend. Matthew works really hard on them, so mm-hmm. you should read them because they always give me a chuckle. They have pictures and videos. And uh, last week's episode had a beautiful image of Karen Walker bursting fully formed from Zeus's head with a bottle of vodka. Mm-hmm. So if you want to know where you can find some quality Photoshopping, mm-hmm. it's on our... Well, it's certainly not quality Photoshopping, but if you want to know where you can find just some like borderline... <laughs> quality photoshopping mediocre but funny quality pop photoshopping then you can go on our show notes yeah guys sorry i don't know this episode man (laughs) well next will be i never promised you an olive garden so and we love olive garden dude i love olive garden so we'll probably actually go to olive garden before what if we recorded this episode live at an olive garden well i think we'd be thrown out also we don't have any place to plug in the computer so it might die i mean i have a laptop we could charge it okay well you know what Listeners, we'll brainstorm that offline. Um, if it sounds like we're in an olive garden, we are, for <laughs> you, some reason. Could you even imagine if we, like, <laughs> taped an episode at Olive Garden? <laughs> We'd be the talk of the town. Woohoo, Mayfair. Uh, <laughs> All right, thanks so much for listening, guys. I'm Tess. I'm Matthew. And this has been... Not a couple. Bye-bye. in front of a live studio audience of one kitten cat. Meow! Hi, Eliza. This episode was also brought to you by The Handmaid's Tale, Margaret Atwood's 1985 post-nuclear creepy dystopia novel that's horrible and hopefully isn't what 2017 looks like. Yay. 